Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Always a pleasure to have you with me, and uh, we have a repeat guest today who's brought us so much great information. She is Cynthia Flynn from Hackler Flynn & Associates, a law firm in Los Angeles, and they they deal with a lot of business owners, of course. And uh, one of the things that's always in change uh, are employment laws in the state of California. So she's going to bring us up to date on some of those uh, updated and recent developments in employment law. So, uh, Cynthia, or Cindy, uh, how are you doing? Welcome to the show again today. I'm great. Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for having me again. My pleasure. My pleasure. We've gotten a lot of great comments from your information. It's it's great for our listeners to be able to hear directly from professionals who are practicing every day, and, and that's you. So, what's happening uh, with your firm? How, how are things going in your life? Everything is going great. Um, you know, I I run an employment law firm. We actually just moved offices. So we're in Pasadena now. We have an office in Pasadena and we have an office in Irvine. And we're just continuing to grow and stay up to date with all the new employment laws that are coming out for 2020. That's terrific. Uh, there are always a lot of changes. And uh, you're going to bring us up to date on a few of those new changes in California employment law. So let's get started. Um, What's new in California employment law? So one of the biggest things that came down recently is what's known as AB5. And it's a new California law that codifies the independent contractor standards set by the California Supreme Court in Dynamex with some new exceptions. And uh, last time I was on the show, I believe I was, you know, talking a lot about Dynamex and how it is affecting pretty much every business that has independent contractors. Um, Independent contractors are a thing of the past. But but specifically with AB5, which was just signed into law on September 18th, you know, a couple weeks ago, there are, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple key provisions that I wanted to touch on. And the, yeah, and the first is AB5, which enacts, you know, as law, the ABC test for independent contractors, which was set forth last year in Dynamex. So that is now law. Um, and under the standard, which is, you know, what we kind of talked about last time a little bit, an employer seeking to classify a worker as an independent contractor must prove A, B, and C of this test. And part B of the test is really where businesses are and continue to get in trouble. Uh, Part B says that the work performed is outside the hire's usual course of business. So 
you know, if I'm in the business of making cars and I have someone helping me with that process, they need to be a uh, employee of the business rather than an independent contractor. So important to note. Okay. Um, Wait, let's go back yeah. on that one. So, so what you're saying is that the, I, I didn't quite get that. So the independent contractor that you hire has to work mm-hmm. for someone else? No, no, no. The independent contractor, in order to prove that the worker is properly classified as an independent contractor, the employer has to meet this test, A, B, and C. And part B is the issue where more and more businesses are having trouble. And part B of the test says that the worker is performing work that is outside the hire's usual course of business. So if the usual course of business is building widgets and you're having somebody come in and help you build widgets, there's not a way around making them an independent contractor unless, um, you know, it's one of the exceptions, which we'll note with AB5. So defining that in in the business, if if they make a component of of the the widget, Mm -hmm. if you will, right, um, are they in the widget business or or the 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 mallet head business for the widget? I'm I'm picturing a everybody has their own picture of a widget. Yeah, it just depends if the work is performed outside the business owner's usual course of business. And so, you know, it, if it's part of a piece that you're selling and you are having that person work on that particular piece of the widget, the mallet head or whatever it is, they likely need to be an employee of that business. Okay, let's talk about like a service business like an Uber who's, uh, would they have to redefine what business they're in because they're, what you know? What do they sell? Convenience and technology, or a ride somewhere? And the individuals that are driving are providing rides. How, how does how does something like that shake out? Do you think? Yep, Uber is. I mean, with California signing this into a law and it going to affect next year, it's really you know hitting the gig economy. And um, Uber's been making the argument from day one that they are a platform in which they connect drivers and riders. Um, But that argument is slowly being deteriorated. Um, But Uber has a lot of funds to fight the fight. You know, what worries me is the small businesses, you know, who don't have $100 million to make this argument and fight the fight. Wow, it sounds very like it's going to be very complicated, and and uh, it's going to keep a, a lot of uh, attorneys busy for a long, long time as they fight. You know, what is the, what are the fine definitions of those, of that test? Just out of curiosity, uh, what was Part A and Part C? If you don't mind giving us a brief overview yes, on that. Yes, of course, of course. So Part A of the test says that the worker is free from the hirer or the employer's control and direction, so that you know, going back to the basics of independent contractor relationship, that the worker has, um, you know, control and direction over the work being performed. Uh, But part C of the test says that the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, business of the same nature as the work performed for the hire. And the issue is, is that 
under Dynamax, you need to prove A, B, and C. And now under AB5, you have to prove A, B, and C if you want to make the argument that someone uh, is an independent contractor who's working for you. Wow, they, they're making it, it sounds like, so complicated that at some point the small business owner is just basically going to, at some point they're going to throw up their hands and go, we give up, right? I mean, that that's, yeah. sounds like what they're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's definitely having an effect on the small and medium-sized businesses who, you know, I think are doing one of the best jobs for society by hiring people so that they can provide you know, shelter um, and for their families and food on the table, and it's it's really hitting hitting them hard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the fabric of our of our society, and certainly uh, uh, as things pile on, it, it erodes the margins, and then they have a difficult time competing. So, what are some of the other um, laws that are uh, business owners need to watch out for now? Well, I just wanted to touch on one more thing with AB5 because it specifically lists several professions that are exempt, which mm-hmm. like, which actually helps um, the small business and medium-sized business. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but lawyers, of course, have a carve-out. Uh, we write a lot of the laws, <laughs> so <laughs> it makes sense. Um so if you're a lawyer and you're hiring another lawyer, they can properly be classified as an independent contractor, even if they are doing the same type mm-hmm. of law that you're practicing. Um, mm-hmm. Others, you know, include other licensed professionals, private investigators, engineers, architects, accountants, all of those uh, are exempt. There are certain medical practitioners because we were, we were wondering what was going to happen in that field, a lot of doctors who work in hospitals are considered independent contractors, and they are exempt. Um, mm. um, and, you know, registered or licensed security brokers um, are also exempt commercial fishermen, which <laughs> we probably don't have a lot of those listening in right now. But um, so there are a couple notable exemptions. And, and forgive me if I didn't hear it mentioned, but construction? Uh, I did not mention construction, but yes, construction um, is oh. part of that as well. Oh, that's good, because there's an awful lot of that going on, right? A lot of contractors and construction that hire other people to, to help them out on a specialty area. Okay. Right, right. And, um, you know, there are a separate set of professions. Um, which are exempt from the ABC test um, and AB5, um, but the employer may still be liable for misclassification. And these include um, marketing professionals, human resources, travel agents, graphic designers, grant writers, um, freelance writers, and um cosmetologists in those in those areas so even though you may be exempt from the ABC test of Dynamax and AB5 you could still be liable for a misclassification of an employee versus an independent contractor so if you're in one of those professions just be careful and talk to your local employment attorney yeah that, and that was gonna be my next question is should people um, talk to their attorney 
uh, now, uh, or should they uh, play it by ear, and then if they get in trouble, call their attorney? What's the What's the better route for most of our listeners? You know, we are big proponents of calling early. Um, if you think you're going to have an issue or if you're in one of the businesses described, you know, just to get that stamp of approval that you're moving forward in the right direction, because this anxiety is generally what keeps business owners up at night. It's either short on cash or you're, you're going to be sued. So if, if, if your lawyer can help you in just a few minutes on just easing any concerns of, you know, let's get these people paid correctly and let's make sure all of your documents are in order, you know, that's, that's what we like to do. Earlier is better than later, especially if the person's still working for you. You know, you can have them sign releases, you can have them sign waivers, all sorts of things which go back to protecting the business owner. Like the old uh, Mr. Goodwrench commercial, pay me now or pay me later. What are the, some of the pains, what are some of the penalties for not complying and then being found out some point down the road? Yeah, so that's a really good question. A couple more things um, just in regards to the misclassification issue between employers or employees and independent contractors. Um, AB5 says that employers uh, are forbidden from reclassifying workers who were employees as independent contractors as of January 1st, mm. 2019. So that's interesting to know. You don't want to just start making changes without talking to your employment lawyer. And then to top it all off, AB5 provides criminal penalties for companies who violate the law. And it allows the state to bring civil lawsuits for violations of that law. So... You have wow. a lot at stake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what could it I mean, criminal penalties, I understand that. What could it be financially? Is there like in a lot of situations like uh Department of Labor issues, they they, they have look, this'll cost you X dollars per day per employee for as long as it's been going on if we catch you. Is there anything like that built in? Definitely, definitely. I mean the statutes call for all sorts of waiting time penalties um and just like if you don't give if someone is classified as an independent contractor and they should have been an employee then they were misclassified and then the door just opens for all sorts of penalties associated with that such as when did they get their final paycheck if they didn't get it on their last day worked you owe a penalty yeah. for every day since then for up to 30 days right and then right. you also need to take into account the breaks and lunches and and it, it just gets very very steep for business owners right in, in right. fact um you know we just had a case <laughs> and um it was it's just it's a it was a very small case and um the, our client hired a photographer for one day he does branding and marketing for um all sorts of businesses and mm -hmm. he decided, you know, oh, I need a photographer just for one day. I'm going to pay a flat fee of $500. You know, he's never hired this photographer before. This is the only time she worked for him. And she worked all day. You know, she ended up working like a 10, 11-hour day. And he, you know, she invoiced him $500 for her services. Well, my client, you know, 
has a great heart, but he just forgot to pay the invoice. And she reminded him like two or three weeks later, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been out of town. You know, I have a sick family member. I will get to it. I'm, you know, I apologize for the delay. And another couple of weeks went by and she decided I'm going to file a labor commissioner complaint against him. And she claimed she was an employee. She claimed that she was never paid for her services and that she never got a lunch break that day. She never got her two breaks. And the labor commissioner ended up saying, uh, and, you know, he had no employee handbook. And the labor commissioner told him that he owes her $16,000 for this violation. Because, in effect, um, that was her last day of work, and she was not paid on that date, and that carried over, yes. including, oh, my yes. gosh, wow. $16,000 for a $500 invoice. It made me so sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really want him to appeal this. But then again, you know, he's going to be spending more time and effort and attorney's fees. Um, and AB5, he just got that window. Of, you know, Dynamex was passed, but AB5 is not into effect. But he should be safe come January 1st of 2020. And he just got caught in this, like, terrible situation to where he missed paying a $500 invoice. She takes them to the labor board and now he has $16,000. So $500 to $16,000. There's that'll, that'll get your attention in a hurry. And that's one employee uh, for one day. Right. So, you know, listen, right. this is the point. This is the point. Uh, you can't ignore these types of things and think that some, you know, that it's going to go away. There are a lot of, laws that you need to be aware of you need somebody on your side and again Hackler Flynn and Associates that's what they do on a day-to-day basis so uh, Cynthia you do a great job with bringing those things uh, up hey do do me a favor we're we're running a little short on time that was a great overview sure. on that area tell our listeners what what are some of the most interesting things they'll find on your website that that they should go there right now and look at um are there guides, overviews, what, what's at your website? Definitely. We are always publishing blogs, so follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, we are telling stories about um, the new laws that are coming out, things that business owners can be on the lookout for, things to protect themselves early on. We also have a mailing address um, or mailing email list if anyone wants to sign up for that, you know, we definitely do not spam you. But anytime something, you know, that I feel is very specific to business owners running small and medium-sized businesses that comes out or that's going to come out, we want to update our clients and let them know. And so if anyone's interested in that, you can find a link on our website to sign up for our list. You know, what's interesting about what you do is that uh, you're you're on the side of the business owner, but the laws are constantly changing, so keeping up to date simply and easily uh, could not be a bad thing for a business owner. So it, it's it's Hackler H A C K L E R Flynn F L Y N N Law dot com Hackler Flynn Law dot com, and I know Cindy that you're uh, a member of Vistage and you're a member of Provisors, both groups that uh, help business owners and network amongst other professionals. So you can be a lot of value for your clients as well when they're thinking about other things. 
besides visiting their website, is another is there another uh, next best way for them to get in touch with you? You know, you can always call our office. It's three two three two four seven seven zero three zero. If you mention, you know, that you heard us on on this radio program, Exit Coach Radio, um, I'm happy to give you know, a free consultation to, to anyone who calls or emails us. And then anyone can always email me as well. And my email address is just Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at HacklerFlynnLaw.com. And, you know, I'm putting together a list of updates for 2020. If anyone emails me and wants that list of just the basic laws that you need to know about for 2020, um, please email me, and I'm happy to share that with you. Really great stuff. Um, uh, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on once again, and you're always welcome back because you always have some fresh content to talk to us about, and really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you for having me. Fun. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 